Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Well, we survived Monday. That's good. February 12th, 2024. This is the afternoon rush. We made it through. Is this not one of the hardest days uh, if you have to go to work after the Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the toilets at work must be very, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Everyone's trying the, you know, you, you, Christmas ends, you go on this nice little break from bad food in January. You're all inspired to eat well. And then the Super Bowl comes and everyone's eating chili and tacos they saw someone brought some indian food everything's you know what i mean and we're all just shoving it all down and then what do we do we have two broccoli uh florets dunked in some ranch and that's our health for the day oh we had some broccoli i had a few uh shaved uh, pieces of uh carrots i'll be fine and then you just go to town on three dozen chicken wings where do they got all the chicken wings from you know what i mean what are we doing out there i hope y'all had a good day today gastrointestinally speaking and survived the while i mean we had a we had one of the longest super bowls ever yesterday and of course it's a I'm assuming very hungover day for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We will cover some of that content. We will cover Bachelor in Paradise. We have a lot. We actually have a lot of Bachelor stories to get to, including a Clayton Eckerd adjacent story. We have Jane Doe and new court filings from her contractor dispute. As you guys know, I've spoken to the contractor. She claims is a really bad guy and didn't get that vibe, but giving benefit to the doubt as we do, I made a 35 plus minute long video today, which reads a lot of the uh, 150 page court document that shows all of the exhibits, uh, lots and lots of exhibits. But first, speaking of feuds, let's go to the bachelor's feud. It's always good for a two on one. And this is Sydney V Maria on tonight's episode of the bachelor. Here's a trailer. Have a listen. I'm trying not to have any bias. I'm trying to make sure I hear both sides. Mm -hmm. The truth needs to be said. This has been really tough for me, and it sucks that I'm put in this position. I'll be honest, like, it's pissing me off to, like, even be here because being accused of being these things and, like, it worries me. And I'm just, like, over it. I feel like I might be more confused than I was going into today now. I still don't really know the truth of what's happened. There it is tonight on The Bachelor. So we've got Sydney versus Maria. Of course, Sydney's on this two-on-one date because she's made it her life's mission to, I don't know, call out Maria for Maria's guilt of, wait, hold on, what did Maria do? We don't even remember. And either way, Joey's going to meticulously listen to both sides of the argument. He's going to take their sworn statements. He's going to line them up against a uh, lie detector test. He's going to talk to their cousins and their high school best friends. And you know he's going to come to a decision based on one thing. Which of the contestants would he rather bang? That's what it's going to come down to. He's going to be like, well, um, I'd rather make out with this versus that. And that's what's going to happen. So we'll see that on tonight's episode. He says he's going to try not to have bias. How can you not have bias when you see Maria just sitting right there? Okay, you, you guys know we're fans of Maria. That's where our bias lands. And we've landed a new sponsor we're happy to talk about. It's called Factor. Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals 
to make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie. I tell you what. I'm a big I'm a big keto fan. That's sugar and grains. That's what gets me. Maybe your body's built differently. Maybe you want vegan. You're out there. You don't want to damage the hamsters. I get it. Get out there. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Are you guys like me? I, I I order foods based on what I might be able to give my dog for scraps too. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, Boone might like this. I don't know. They should make food that that, that like here's keto plus dog approved. All right, no prep, no meal, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com/rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off. That's code rushhour50 at factormeals.com/rushhour50 to get 50% off. All right, should we go into our next Bachelor trailer or just jump into, I tell you what, oh, look, we have a two-night special. We have a episode tonight followed by tomorrow. Oh, you know what that means? That means the two-on-one date is going to start at the end of tonight's episode and they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger. We know that's what's going to happen. Here's a, here's a preview of tonight and tomorrow on The Bachelor. Tonight and tomorrow. My wife is here. A two-night bachelor event. I definitely pictured a future with him. Two times the love, two times the drama, and a two-on-one. I do hope that I find some clarity. She's trying to ruin my time here. She is the problem. Why are you doing this to me? She is not somebody you would want your wife to be. I cannot give you this rose. Oh, they got the drums too? Oh, they're playing the drums. Don't mess around with those. All right. So anyway, what a waste of a yacht. You've got the two-on-one date on a yacht. It's like, how about this? How about we don't do the two-on-one date and you go on a yacht with the person you want to make out with on a yacht? Why don't you do that? Either way, a lot of drama on the yacht. So that'll be tonight. I'll, of course, be going live at uh, 7 p.m. East Coast, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Uh, West Coast, Hawaii. What does that make it? 11 a.m.? I don't know, guys. I, I, I'm trying my best. Okay. I'll tell you who's maybe or maybe not trying their best. Bachelor producers under fire. They go silent when asked about franchises' racial issues. Journalist responds, I guess we have our answer. Which, by the way, is a little bit misleading here. Oh, they've included an update. Here's the original story. Oh, we might have, we might actually be onto something now that there's an update. This is by Variety.com. You guys, you guys know I've been critical of the way journalists sort of, because, you know, as a fellow journalist, power journo here, I get a little critical at some of the headlines. Tensions were high on the ABC panel at the Television Critics Association's Winter 2024 press tour, during which the three showrunners were asked about the racial issues often present in unscripted TV. Bachelor executive producers Jason Ehrlich Claire Freeland, Freeland and Bennett Grabner appeared caught off guard when NPR journalist Eric Deggins brought up multiple controversies surrounding the treatment of the franchise's black cast members, saying during Matt James' season, you had a controversy that led to Chris Harrison leaving the show. Matt was a little critical of how you presented his father. Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette, has been critical of how the show talks about race. Why does it seem that The Bachelor and Bachelorette have such a hard time dealing with racial issues? 
Have you learned anything from these past scandals that led to the departure of Chris Harrison? And then Freeland, after a long pause, said, I can speak to where we are now. Our goal is to represent the fabric of the country, not just in terms of diversity and ethnicity, but also ability and body types and representing where people are from in the country. I can speak for the seasons that I've been on, continued Freeland, who joined the American iterations of the franchise in 2023 after previously working on it. So she's like, um, I'm going to speak to what I know, but that was above my pay grade. So I Either way, that's their response. Um, He pushed back on them and said, that doesn't really answer the question. Why has The Bachelor struggled to deal with race, particularly when black people are the star of the show? Freeland didn't answer, nor did Ehrlich or in Grabner, who have worked on The Bachelor franchise since 2004 and 2008. After a long pause, Deegan spoke again. I guess we have our answer. Wow, NPR coming in hot and heavy. I'm going to tell you what the update is. We'll have to see if maybe legal from The Bachelor producers provided an update. I'll have that for you right after the break. All right. As promised, here's the update. This is the update. Following the panel, producers spoke with Decider about what had happened on stage. I was there for Matt James' season. I was there for Rachel Lindsay's season. I was also there for Michelle Young's season, Tasha Adams' season, Charity Lawson's season, Grabner said. I think as stewards of this franchise, which has been such a part of the cultural zeitgeist for over two decades, there's a tremendous responsibility to have conversations on camera that are difficult and challenging. Conversations about race, conversations about class, conversations about gender. We have done that. Have we always done perfectly? No. We've certainly made some mistakes along the way, but moving forward, we're going to do everything in our power to correct this. Very, very interesting. I think some of those mistakes he talks about was portraying Matt James' father a certain way on the show, but at the same time, I don't know, did they portray him inaccurately or did it did it live up to a trope or a stereotype? And is that more of the question? Um, as far as Tasha Charity, look, I, I truthfully don't know exactly what they're talking about. The big issue, of course, during Matt James' season was... Uh, a real perfect storm of events that, of course, we know came down from Rachel Kirkconnell being at a party that I guess was deemed an antebellum-themed party and not knowing sort of the gravity surrounding that. Chris Harrison defending, hey, you know, times are different, and, of course, it leading to a, a his an, a, you know, firing or, you know, settlement, whatever it went down, of course, this after in, in heightened by, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and so much else going on culturally at the time in our society. So it's worth talking about. But I got to tell you, I feel like people are so afraid to talk about it, especially when titles like this producers go silent when asked about racial, you know, it's so heavy. I don't know if they were prepared to discuss it either way. Um, I mean, I don't know. Have have, have have they made changes for the better? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I have no idea. Um, we're going <laughs> to hard pivot. We got a hard... Every once in a while on the show, you got a hard pivot. Couple more Bachelor stories. Couple more podcast... I've got a, I've got a good amount of um, uh, uh, Super Bowl stuff to continue to get to. Well, we've made it into Us Magazine, folks. A boy can dream. We've really made it in society when we've made it into the February 11th issue of Us Magazine. At least I say issue. It's essentially a blog. No offense to Emily Zogby, the author here. I appreciate the credit. Bachelor in Paradise's Brayden Bowers first realized he loved Christina Mandrell after a wake-up call boating incident. Uh, Bowers was joined by girlfriend and, no, say it like it is, fiance and fellow Bachelor Nation star Christina Mandrell on the Dave Neal Show on Saturday, February 10th, when he opened up about a fishing trip gone wrong. So again, this was a number one rated uh, interview 
on my channel. It's a one out of 10. Uh, YouTube like ranks your latest 10 videos, and this is a number one, which means you guys have really enjoyed the conversation I had with Christina and Braden. If you enjoyed that, hey, I'd love to have more couples. I'd love to have Hannah Brown and her man. I'd love to have, I mean, whoever, whoever wants to join us. The doors open in the Tesla, and we would love to have those convos. So if you know anybody in the Nashville area, I don't care if they're a bachelor alumni or a musician or influencer food blogger, whatever the hell they are. If they seem like they're chill, please reach out to them and say, hey, I got a buddy who's doing a Time Magazine featured podcast seen on Us Magazine, you know, featured in Washington Post, you know, whatever. Uh, but we would appreciate that as we continue to grow the channel. So thanks again for publishing that. Oh, in other news, again, I made a 35 minute long video about a contractor di uh, dispute between Clayton Eckerd's Jane Doe, along with a man we're referring to referring to as Sean Doe. So Jane Doe v. Sean Doe. Um, so Sean responded to a about 150-page motion by Jane Doe, who she accused him of basically shoddy construction work, and it ended up settling out of court because I don't think he felt he could defend himself with all of his legal fees accruing uh, and nearly made his business go bankrupt. But in his response, this is what he has to say. He said... Um, on Friday, August 13th, 2021, the day of the Registrar of Contractors Inspection. So essentially the day that the reg that the, that the Contractors Association was going to make sure he did his work to to you know to the agreed upon terms, plaintiff Jane Doe sent defendant Sean a text message stating, Hello, there was an incident here in the middle of the night, and we are suspicious of your involvement in it. We're looking into filing a police report this morning. Again, you never responded to my message from yesterday to acknowledge your seat, which is yet another indication in your role in last night's event. But you and your crew are not welcome on or near our property at any point in time. The police will be standing by to arrest you should you choose to. Please let me know if you plan to have a courier deliver a check or do a bank transfer in the amount of $44,000, which must be received by the end of day Monday. If I do not hear back from you by 10 a.m. today, a lawsuit will be filed. So then he took that information, in, you know, in 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 spoke to I guess uh, whatever whatever his contractor union is, and said I think she's extorting me. Either way, maybe without proof of that, I'm not too sure. He ended up having his wages garnished, and she received essentially. I'm guessing a free construction job. Like, I guess he did the work. And again, she alleges that her horses were injured and all these other issues happened. Now you've got people looking further into this case, wondering like, what the heck is going on over there? So again, can't uh, with certainty say that he's in right or wrong here, but he alleges in these court documents that uh, he thought she was extorting him, saying, if you do not pay me this agreed to amount, I will sue for harassment or whatever the case may be. So pretty wild stuff. We'll continue to cover that story. And uh, I don't know what's this, this uh, Clayton Ecker, Jane Doe case has become our Super Bowl as it seems, but it's not the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl last night, of course, won in dramatic fashion by the Kansas City Chiefs over the 49ers has left many thinking there's a conspiracy like what the U.S. government's got the Kansas City Chiefs on their payroll. I don't get it, folks. I think 
I think a lot of people's brains are broken. That's my only thought. Well, Taylor Swift, she knows how to pick a winner. Kisses Travis Kelsey after Super Bowl 58 win. A fairy tale ending in Vegas. They have the updates here. Uh, the kiss scene around the world. Taylor Swift planted one on Travis Kelsey. Smooches for the ages. They've got all of the lead up to it. The epic Super Bowl rager afterwards involved the chain smokers. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They were there partying with the DJ. I mean, everyone wants to be in the DJ booth. I don't care if you're a hot chick or a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You want to be in that DJ booth. There is some power that comes out in the social hierarchy of the DJ booth. Uh, that there's just I don't know what it is. There's something in the booth that makes people go wild. You control the buttons. You might as well be controlling the nuclear codes when you're the DJ. They put you in that nice little, you know, uh, bo- uh, the nice little DJ booth. They raise you up a little bit. You got that button that gets all of the uh, steam to come out of the things. Yeah, that's where it's all at. Well, um, of course, the DJ knew his job was to mix a lot of club music with Taylor Swift songs. And of course, Tay Tay and Travis Kelsey caught a smoochin as as they played her music. That's a good remix. It's a love story. Baby, just say yes. And surely he did. Another angle. We've got all the angles. It's like the flipping Zapruder films over here. We've got every We have the grassy knoll angle of them kissing. We've got the POV shot. We, we literally got it all. Another angle of Taylor Swift and Travis at the nightclub singing. Now, you have to listen. They're actually not near each other. He's in the DJ booth, and she's maybe 20 yards away. But we know that when a love pass is thrown, own, Travis catches it. So they point to each other and some are wondering, is this true love? Have a listen. So Travis is now pointing. He says, can't you see? And he's looking for Taylor. You belong with me. Guys, I would have lost it. Five, six, seven, eight. And then the crowd and the confetti. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? All right. I don't know. I I don't know. This is my Molly. This is everyone's like, oh, have you ever tried MDMA? And I'm like, have you ever seen Taylor and Travis kiss? How that's my MDMA. That's where I'm at. Okay, so let's move the party along. Oh, fans were upset at Justin Bieber. Where was he at the halftime show? I thought we'd have old Justin show up. Canadians Justin Bieber did not. uh, He was at the show. He just didn't collab with Usher. We'll have that story right after the break. All right, you heard it here. Fans raging over halftime no-show, banking on Usher collab. Justin Bieber had some sorries to dish out. At least that's how a ton of his fans feel, because they're fuming he didn't join Usher. I don't know if he was supposed to. It was widely expected, but didn't happen. Justin was in the stands with Haley moments before the halftime show kicked off, and he was chilling. Loads of fans channeled their emotions through comedy online with hilarious memes. Okay, so either way, no Justin. Maybe he wanted to be the star of the show. Oh, Alyssa Milano. Can you believe we've covered this story multiple times? Blasted for attending Pricey Super Bowl with Son after asking for money for his baseball team. Enough is enough. I'm sorry, guys. The financial shame that we do out there. She tried to use some of her followers 
Brewers to see if they wanted to help, you know, support a Little League team, a team she's already donated to. She gets tickets to the game and everyone says, oh, you can go to the Super Bowl. But no, I get it. I mean, look, that's they should never ask for any money, I guess. I understand. All right. Blake Lively doesn't need the money. She's piling on nearly half a million dollars in jewelry for Super Bowl 2024. Oh, that's that's from all that's all of that Van Wilder money. That's that Mint Mobile money she's got. She's got that um, uh, Welcome to Wrexham money. Either way, it looks fantastic. I love the perm haircut thing she's got going on. Real 80s, and I loved it. Taylor Swift spotted with Travis Kelsey's jacket as the pair leave Chiefs Super Bowl after party together. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. What are we going to do? Walk of shame videos? I'm all for it. Wouldn't that be fun? Taylor Swift spotted getting a bagel after uh, you know, spending the night with Taylor. You know, I don't know. I'd be for it. Uh, in lesser known news here, we have Vanderpump content. James Kennedy's girlfriend, Allie Luber, clears up rumors of a physical altercation. It's the question everyone's been asking her rumors have been circulating of james kennedy possibly getting physical here's what she has to say on sheena shea's podcast came in for you was wanting to address some rumors that have been swirling around on social media and i know we spoke about this before if you wanted to talk about it yeah but on a recent episode of two t's in a pod Teddy Mellencamp had revealed that she and Tamara shared a car with you guys following the MTV Awards. Uh-huh. I think it was maybe like two years ago now. Yeah. And she said that they were headed to an after party at Tom Tom. And during that car ride, there was an altercation between two people in the car, which made her and Teddy have to get out of the car, separate yeah. the two individuals in the car, and further suggested that James was involved and now there's rumors flying around that Teddy might be hinting at an altercation between you and James. Right. So Okay, yeah. I Do you recall that incident that she's describing and do you feel that she has described this accurately? Like I want to get your side because you yeah. are obviously also in the car. Especially like that's crazy to me that that's the most asked question. Like that makes me really sad. Yeah. Um because no I'm good. That never happened. There was no physical altercation. Yes, we were in the car together. I thought we were having fun. We were having fun. But then James and I did get into an argument, but there was no physical assault. I was not bleeding. And they didn't have to get out of the car and separate us. So that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I'll say on that. But I, yeah. And, and I guess for the record, James has never physically hurt me or. There it is. All right. You heard it from her. What else can you say? That's the response. Uh, rumors flying around of James Kennedy and not the only Vanderpump story we have to deal with. Tom Sandoval caught smooching. Not caught smooching. He did it on stage. This might make you lose your lunch if you're in the Patreon watching this. Watch shirtless, shirtless Tom Sandoval make out with new girlfriend Victoria Lee Robinson during concert. I mean, why play the video? You're not going to be able to see anything. But anyway, if you want to watch this on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Here they are. He's sweaty. He pulls her in. They're singing and they kiss. And I hear people vomiting in the background. And look, I don't know. It smells. I don't know how. It's one of those videos where you can smell what's happening. But I can actually smell cigarettes. I don't know what. It, I can smell cigarettes on him and like cheap cologne. That's what I smelled. Either way, happy he found love or whatever you want to call it. And look, I mean, look, so many stories we weren't able to get to today. Can you believe it? I, uh, you know, we just can't get through them all. But Blake Horstman of Bachelor did comment on the Super Bowl and his thoughts on Travis Kelsey freaking out on the coach. 
He said, I go back, because if you didn't see it, Travis Kelsey runs up to Andy Reid, grabs him, kind of bumps him and stumbles into him and yells at him. He says, I go back and forth on this. He was in the heat of the moment. He's a passionate player, and they have a great relationship. But I can't imagine doing that to my coach. A lot of disrespect there. I played football most of my life, and you never touch your coach. Any other player is benched, but your best offensive threat, and it's the biggest game. I would have done the same. Yeah, you don't bench him in that moment, but holy hell, yeah, I remember my football coach would have grabbed me by my face mask and chucked me across the playing field if I even looked at him the wrong way. Uh, I guess I don't know. I hate to sound like a boomer, but I guess kids these days, it's different and maybe that's why Belichick can't find himself a starting job because nobody wants to be yelled at. Participation trophies in the NFL. Is that a real thing? I've got no idea. All right, we made it to the finish line. I got live streams coming up tonight, so get on the YouTube to check that out and we will be back in the morning tomorrow. I'll be on the She's All Batch podcast. I'll be hanging out with my She's All batch ladies and we'll have a lot of content to get to it's going to be a very very busy week so in the meantime i'll catch you then as always i'm dave neal this is bachelor rush hour if you enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and if you didn't don't join the free facebook group dave neal's community got cash Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.